Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. Uh, and uh, I should start by saying to you uh, and to myself and to everybody out there who observes the Jewish New Year, known in Hebrew as Rosh Hashanah, uh, Happy Jewish New Year. Yes, Shana Tova. Uh, people who in the secular world don't understand Jewish New Year is not a day. It's a period of a week. And mm -hmm. it starts with celebrations and, and meals with family and so on. But the next uh, week, you're supposed to think about the past year, the good things, but you have to think about the bad things that uh, not were done to you. The bad things you may have done to other people intentionally or inadvertently. And you're supposed to go and ask for forgiveness from these people because in Judaism, God cannot forgive you for a transgression that you made against another person. Only that person can. So uh, you're supposed to ask for forgiveness. And then on the last day, which people may have heard of called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, you fast and you think about uh, basically improving yourself, uh, your life and where it is and, and how to be a better person in the next year. So the day after uh, Jewish New Year period ends, you're not typically hung over and vomiting in the hotel pool. Yeah, I've had that salt and pepper song stuck in my head this whole time. What's that? Because you talked about all the good things and the bad things. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Like, like it's called Let's Talk About Sex. But this would be Let's Talk About Sins, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that we may be. I almost changed that, but I didn't want to drop your Hebrew name on air. Um, so uh, happy Rosh Hashanah to people out there. And uh, speaking of restarts. Are we, are, are we going to like play the Maccabees? No. <laughs> the Maccabees, we don't know. It's this Jewish uh, musical group that takes popular songs and then changes the lyrics to make them about Jewish holidays. And it's it's so sticky and schlocky that Christians have a version of it, too. Our friend Adam, the pastor, he, he hates it on the Christian side, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it's schlocky. Um, <laughs> okay, there's some good Christian music, and then there's some terrible Christian music. Well, that's true of all kinds of music, though. The, the good... Jewish music is show tunes and Christmas carols. Well, yeah, that, well, see, that's music written by Jews. It's not right. Jewish music. Well, but a lot of the so-called Christian rock is not really about Christianity either. Uh, you know what? I, I have zero expertise in that. Yeah, like I'm stunned at what's considered Christian rock. Like what? Like what stuns you? Well, like, you know the band Creed? Oh, God, yeah. They they keep having to insist that they are not a Christian band because uh, the Scott Stapp uh, uses some biblical imagery in songs, but so did Leonard Cohen. You know, it, it's just... It, isn't, it, but isn't Scott Stapp actually uh, a born-again Christian or something? He's religious, but, you know, he he says again and again and again we are not a christian rock band 
but people keep classifying uh, Creed as a Christian band. Can I also add that they are also not a good rock band? I don't mind Creed. Oh, I uh, I consider their music to be a stab infection. I mean, you want to be cheesy metal pop now because of the Barbie movie? Because, I mean, let's face it, Matchbox 20 got a huge boost with the inclusion of Push. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people forgot about it and many younger people had never heard it before. And you re-examine the lyrics like, wait, that's what that was about? Okay. Uh, okay, that came out in 1996, right? And I've I've been having a crisis because, you know, I've been watching Yellow Jackets and the soundtrack is calling me out because it was all the stuff I liked in high school and I just want to hide under the couch It's okay. every episode. You're, when you're in high school, your tastes have not fully developed. They're in I, the process. It, so it's I okay to like, most people like stuff that no, no, when no, they no. get older, they cringe at. No, 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 it gets worse though, right? Oh, because, no. because I've been talking about this on social media and people go, what are you talking about? This is great music. And I'm like, this is the stuff I liked during the period of my life where I like constantly hated myself and wanted to die. I mean, Tori Amos still slaps. And the fact that, you know, I think the only two bands that get two songs so far are, um, well, maybe Nirvana, but Smashing Pumpkins definitely. And two songs from Tori Amos's Under the Pink are on the album. And I just feel so branded. But even then, Push bothered me because if you actually listen to the lyrics and I'm a lyrics person because I like hip hop and I understand the lyrics and I like dancehall reggae, but I understand the lyrics. So that song, I was always like, hold up. <laughs> this, I get that it's a song from a point of view of someone in a bad place, but people treat it like it's a romantic song and it's bad. Well, that's like people who for their first dance of the couple at their wedding as a married couple, they play I Will Always Love You, which is or, about two people who who love each other but can't be together. No, the one that gets me is Boys to Men's End of the Road. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got a nice melody, but I mean, most people don't listen to lyrics. Here's, here's something I've discovered in my years, Liana. Uh, women are really good at picking out and knowing lyrics, men just hum. That's not true. That's not true. Yes, I said, this is my experience. Yeah, not true. Um, yeah. I had this week on my uh, on the All Night Show, uh, Thelma from uh, Newcastle, who calls regularly. She usually asks for Yellow by Coldplay, and I try to dissuade her. So this time she asked Viva for- La Vida, objectively better, better song. Uh, okay, we're you're talking about a bell curve. So, I mean, I love Chris Martin as a person. We got along great. He's very yellow, sense of humor, yellow but... is the worst Coldplay song. Come on, between so, even Clocks is better than Yellow. So she said, "I don't want Yellow." I said, "Okay, good." She said, um, "Drops of Jupiter" by Train. Okay, that's a fun song though. I uh, and I told her that I couldn't play it because the windows in the studio don't open, so I can't throw myself out of them. Oh, what's wrong with Drops of Jupiter? Oh other, my God, other talk about it... schlocky, sticky, 
Oh. Okay, let let's do a test here. Okay. All right, we're doing a test. What about Hey There, Delilah? Oh, I hate that song too. Really? Yeah. Okay. What about Shut Up and Dance? Do I know that song? Who is that? That Walk the Moon song. I don't think I know that song. Oh, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said, shut up and dance with me. This woman is my destiny. She said, ooh, ooh, shut up and dance with me. That one? Never heard it before just oh, now. Oh, it's such a good song, but it's sort of in the same kind who's of it, nerd who's rock it by? genre. Uh, Walk the Moon. Walk the Moon? Yeah. Isn't that the, the dance step that Michael Jackson did? That's the moonwalk. All right, but I mean, you can see the confusion. Okay, what about like Franz Ferdinand songs? Not fond. Don't hate. Really? Not, don't hate. Not fond. You don't like Take Me Out? See, you don't just hate, don't. Not fond. You just don't like indie rock. I love indie rock. Okay, what do you like with indie rock? Stuff. Yeah, but what? Since you put what, me on okay. the spot, I am Mr. going to Mr. Brightside? Take, I'm Do you like Mr. Give... Brightside? Mr. Brightside? Yeah, you know that the killer song? I know it exists. I don't remember the tune. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. You know that one? Not ringing a bell. This is like such a Friday after work beers conversation. <laughs> um, uh, Wait, I was going to say something. Oh, the my answer for uh, which indie songs or bands I like. Yeah. I am going to use the same answer Donald Trump used when he was asked oh, what his favorite no. stories in the Bible were, his favorite passages in the Bible. He said, no. all of them. They're all so great. See, I like that kind of vocal mix too high indie rock. I'm a sucker for it. I you like, 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 like Gogo Bordello, though. Um, yeah, I like... Uh, Finger Eleven. That's much more commercial. Um, Finger Eleven's good. Do you like, um, oh, what the heck is that band? They're in everything. And I always think they're Finger Eleven. Uh, the people who did the Arcane uh, oh, theme uh, song. Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Do you like Imagine Dragons? I don't know yet. You don't know? I don't know yet. You just don't want to admit you like Imagine Dragons. No, I'm really on the fence. I like Imagine Dragons. There's elements that I find myself liking, and then the overall, I'm not sure I like. No, I like Imagine Dragons. I know people say they're they're too vanilla, they're too pop. I like Imagine Dragons, and I'm enough of a music nerd to be able to say that. I openly like Imagine Dragons. You know, the thing is, the indie music, the indie rock I like, where is the stuff that's been submitted as music videos to New Music Nation. Um, but oh, I there's some awesome stuff there. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. The names of a lot of them. I mean, I know Bad Holiday is a band that I like. Um, I mean, I tend to remember the uh, the hip hop and the more like reggae inspired stuff from New Music Nation because that stuff was just those people deserve to be more famous. Yeah, uh, there's such. I mean, it, it, for those who want to look, go to uh, look up newmusicnation.ca. Uh, it's going to be restarted again soon, but the videos that are on YouTube have lots of great indie rock in them and it's a much music style delivery. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the only lyrics, like somebody called Michelle 
from Bowmanville. is a regular caller to the All Night Show. She keeps wanting me to play Three Days Grace, My So-Called Life. Okay. I like the song, but it's been overplayed on the station. Yeah. So there's, I have a list of songs. When I see them on my playlist, I cut them out. I won't play them because they're overplayed during the day. Um, and she said to me, haven't you listened to the lyrics? And I was like, my so-called life? She said, no, there's more. If you listen, and she started reciting the lyrics. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. I, I didn't pay any attention. Um, I, I find that the only lyrics I can really remember are probably songs from the 80s that were a little slower. All right, I, I got to do shout outs to a couple of local indie acts I love. Can Go I ahead, shout. Okay, Poor Boy, Jamaican-Canadian poor, poor musician. Boy. Poor Boy, amazing. Discovered him through New Music Nation. So good. Okay. So, so, so good. Another one I absolutely love, an artist called Omega Mighty. Oh, remember, I like Omega Mighty. Yeah, I remember the reggae video where it was all horses. Like she was doing, like she was whining around like a, a ranch. Yeah, yeah, Omega Mighty. That is great music. Omega like Mighty is she sent, amazing. Great. That, I have to admit, one of my favorites yeah. uh, of all the submissions is, is that. Um, yeah, but see, that's a song you understand better you know, if you if you sort of understand what, what she's doing with the song. I have no idea. All I know is I like the video and I like the music. Okay, okay, okay. Super, 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 super important. Have you well, seen the new Cardi B, Megan the Stallion video, Ed? I have not. Oh! I you have not say, seen Bongos! I must say that one of the benefits of much music no longer existing and me no longer being on it is I no longer have to keep current with all the newest stuff the kids like. Okay, but this one, I can't help it. I love Megan the Stallion and Bongos is, I love what they're doing with it because uh, they performed it live at the VMAs too. And they I did like so the... many things, so, so many things that they knew white people would not understand their lyrics. And I just loved it. I like the um, vibe, the spirit of both of those artists, because they're both, I don't give an F. And right. they're just, they're out there doing their thing. So even if I, I don't know their music very well, even if I didn't like their music specifically, I like what they're doing, because that is actually right. the spirit of rock and roll. It's not rock and roll music, but it is the, the spirit of rock and roll. See, I really like Megan Thee Stallion because she's so much smarter then people give her credit for it. Nicki Minaj is the same way. Nicki went through a troubled period. It seems she's coming out of it. But I mean, Cardi B, like I said, I I, I agree with you. I like her attitude. But Megan Thee Stallion's lyrics are actually good. And she does not get enough credit. Well, there's many people like me who don't listen to lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but she she's a really, really good rapper. And she doesn't get her due. You know, It's frustrating. Lyrics... The things that I just realized, the songs with lyrics that are stuck in my head are actually earworm that I wish I didn't know the lyrics for because they were stuck in my head. But you As like an example, Billy Joel. Well, I love, okay, I love Billy Joel. He um, carried lyrics forward. Uh, I do know Billy, but I mean, Billy Joel, been listening to forever. But um, I was uh, listening to an oldies uh, station while driving to the radio show and an air supply song came on. And to my alarm, I knew the lyrics. Nice. No, no, no. 
They've been in so many soundtracks, though. Yeah, but it's why. Why is my brain storing that? I can still remember a McDonald's commercial from do, 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 the. Do. No, no, no. Remember the one where they like patter songed the entire menu? No, I remember to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Okay, what is it? Big Mac McDLT, quarter pounder with cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, McChicken, and McNuggets, tasty golden fries, regular and large size. Remember that one? Uh, vaguely. That's I can remember that you did that. No, I can remember the whole thing. And every time I think of that, I think of Tarzan Dan because he was on the radio on like, what was it, 680 when it was a pop station when that was popular. But I can remember that entire commercial, every single lyric. Somebody tells me something at two o'clock, I will not remember it by four. I had a massive music epiphany a few days ago and I forgot it when I went to uh, talk to somebody about it. So I had to look it up. That's the good thing about Twitter. I can record the nonsense my brain comes up with so I can remember it later. See, I would do that. But then I, I actually forget that I put it on Twitter. Well, I realized, you know the song Do the Hustle? There's no lyrics in that song besides Do the Hustle. But Do the Hustle. You know the song Do the Hustle? Yep. Sounds remarkably like the Invincible Star Mario music. And I can't get it out of my head now. You know, now that you bring that forward. Somebody mix that together. You know, if Huey Lewis successfully sued Ray Parker Jr. for the similarities between I Got a New Drug and the Ghostbusters theme, those two bits of music you just you just referenced are much closer. It's It was just, I don't know why I'd never noticed it before. And it hit me, and now I can't unhear it. And I'm obsessed with that synchronicity. This is what my brain does, Ed. Well, there are worse things brains can do. I uh, Can I tell you about... Uh, okay, here's one thing a brain can do, okay? So this week on Facebook, and by the way, Facebook, you can stop sending me spam friend requests from obvious uh, internet models who aren't, I don't even think they're internet models because there's only one picture on their site. But the, <laughs> the funny thing is the one I, that cracked me up this week, you know, you get all kinds of names uh, of these women. Um, uh, here's the ones I just nixed. Uh, I just request deleted. Uh, Z Swan Yang, Cheryl Lee, Sonia Santos, Louise Dubois, um, Jenna Pugh. Um, but here's my favorite, okay? Obviously they don't use spell check. Keter Michelle. What? Keter Michelle. Keter? Supposed to be Heather, missing the H. So her oh. name is Keter. That cracks me up. Uh, well, it doesn't crack me up. It amuses me. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Where is... Oh, I had this queued up and then it... You son of a... Hold on a second. Where is that thing from Dear Kenny? Oh, I'll probably have to find it during the commercial now. Uh-oh. Should we go to commercial so you can find it? Um, Man, there's somebody posted a uh, photograph 
from, I think it's McCl- uh, Toronto Life, years ago, an article called Moses's Women from Moses Neimer. And there's mm-hmm. a picture of him on the roof. And there are there's him lying there smiling. And there's a bunch of women, all of them in black pants and white blouses, some of them VJs, some of them actually news anchors. And talk about 30 years ago. Today, I don't think you would take uh, a news anchor and put her posing on her knees with a VJ uh, exalting a male figure. Mm. Oh, here it is. Found it, okay? Okay. So this thing I I saw says, if you put 100 black ants and 100 red ants in a jar, nothing will happen. But if you shake the jar hard, the ants will start killing each other. The red ants will consider the black ants their enemies, and the black ants will consider the red ants their enemies. The real enemy is the one who shakes the jar. The same thing happens in human society. So before we attack each other, we should think about who is shaking the jar, which uh, which is true. And, oh, there's another comment. Uh, Graham Mashiach said, this isn't true. Ants use pheromones to determine which colony is which. They attack the colony that doesn't smell like themselves. Okay? Okay. Uh, Kenny Risk said, Actually, red ants will attack black ants without any external influence. Jars are not the natural habitat for ants. And it's like, um, guys, this is a metaphor. It's not a scientific treatise. Okay. Like, like, could you, could you, like, some people feel the need to talk and to respond to things on social media that they don't really have anything to say. So they just put up nonsense so people know they're alive. And it's like... Uh, oh, that's like most idiot. of the internet. Well, it, I was like, really? You're telling me about ants having pheromones? Like, and the thing Oh, is you, one... what you shared was a David Attenborough quote. Or, or no, it was falsely attributed to him. Yeah, but okay, it makes the point that the, 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 the forces that are agitating us to fight against each other uh, are the ones we should be looking at, not each other. Point. Got it. True. And to, to, to pick apart this thing is insane. Anyway, um, can we... I, uh... I found something I thought was true was not true this week too, but you said save it, so I won't go there. Oh, th- when did I say save it? Before we started recording. Oh, yes. Yeah. Saving that for a different holiday. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll but it, 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 okay. We should be clear. No, black ants and red ants will attack each other. What you were talking about was like a parable. And right? the weird thing is, at least one of the people uh, who comments is a religious uh, leader. So you'd think they would understand in the Christian faith, would understand parables. Um, okay. We, we can talk about that after if we go to break because that that is just uh, see i separate christians from what i call a christians because oh. i know some really good christian people okay I, i'm quite interested in in the difference between these two yeah so okay we're gonna go to a break and when right. we come back the difference between christians and a christians a christians yeah all right stay with us well now i'm curious Anna. The difference between Christians and at Christians. Uh, what is what is the well, difference? Y- you know how there's this, it's not 
what you say, it's how you say it thing when it comes to the term Jews. Um, yeah, okay. and, and like, other terms, but yeah. Like if somebody's if somebody's Jewish or if somebody is obviously friendly or knows a lot of Jewish people saying he's a Jew doesn't put your hackles up, right? It doesn't raise an alarm bell. But other people can say he's a Jew and it it's it's menacing, right? Well, Jew is one of those terms that has been used as an epithet so many right. times that right. you it, it almost doesn't have a benign meaning anymore. It, it's People like, say they're Jewish or they talk about a Jewish person, but they don't right. talk about a Jew because a Jew has been taken over by anti-Semites and turned into uh, an epithet. But I, I catch myself, like when I'm joking around with somebody else, will slip and say we're Jews in public or, you know, so instead of Jewish. And people have asked me, like, why can you say that when other people, they're they're accused of anti-Semitism for saying, and I'm like, fair point. Okay, this is worth talking about. So because of that, I want to distinguish between Christian people who are the majority of the population so far, won't be for much longer, but right now, yes. But most people who are Christian don't do anything bad to anybody. They don't rub it in people's face. They're just like, this is what I was born into. This is what I believe. Fine. Uh, but then there are the ones, right, that put everyone off. And I find that they tend to use Christian as a noun more than a, a, a descriptor, like more than, more than an adjective. So, so I'm a Christian person. I'm a Christian, right? So I've taken to calling those types of Christians are Christians instead of just Christians. So people know I'm not talking about all of them because I'm not. I'm not talking about all Christians, just the ones that weaponize it, use it to talk about things Jesus never said. Well, there's American Christianity, which is really actually a state, a state-spawned religion um, that doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. It's a differentiator they use because they think it makes them better than everybody else. Yeah, but they I... don't follow any of the teachings of Jesus. In fact, they go against the teachings of Jesus. Uh, and there are other there are things that are part of American religion, like uh, high school football and things like that. Yes, yeah, um, that's not quite the same. I, it is I, a civic, I... America has a civic religion. Um, oh, they uh, and I, you know, I mentioned Yellow Jackets before, but they dive into some of that, right? They show how much American style magical thinking goes horribly wrong the minute things get tough. The ritual American, and the hierarchy and all that stuff. American Christians, um, they they use it as almost a membership in a country club that makes them better than everybody else. Now, lots of religions do this. And subsections of religions do this, but American yeah, but Christians we, we, are the we, loudest we, and the most we, dangerous because they don't actually follow the ethical core of what Jesus taught. They um, use it as a bludgeon to say, "We are the in group; you are the out group." Um, okay, and and let's face it, we know some Jewish people who do that too. That's why I said, "Yeah, lots and, of subsects do that." Yeah, I was just having a a whole conversation with somebody early today about. Self-described bacon Muslims. 
I love that term. That's such a Canadian term. Our friend Feezy calls himself that. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of bacon Muslims I know. And then there are people who are observant, but they don't use it as a weapon against people. And then there are other people like this one guy I talked to. He was raised in I I don't even like calling it evangelical Christianity. That's why I say that's why I came up with the term a uh, Christians, right? Because we have friends who are evangelicals and they're good people, you know? So I don't like even using the term evangelical because that's not the problem. The problem is that they focus on stuff Jesus never talked about. And I have no idea why this guy, who's a good guy, he just has the brain worms. I don't know why he still talks to me because I am so rough on him on the things he believes like i just i am way rougher on this guy than anybody else i know and that's saying a lot you know me ed i am not gentle not not gentle <laughs> not gentle and and it was it came up it was this weird conversation i don't even know if i should get into it but it is so instructive to talk to this guy and understand the the process of thought in in these groups this american style ah uh, christian circles because it, it it just they just have to have it repeated again and again and again because the minute you scratch it at all it makes no sense and they they truly believe that ideas are more dangerous than actions and that stuff Jesus never specifically referenced is more important than stuff he talked about all the time. I mean, if you if you actually read the New Testament, the stuff Jesus was biggest on was consistency, avoiding hypocrisy, and basically poverty reduction and resource redistribution, right? He he surrounded himself by some pretty flawed people. And they don't focus on that. They focus on stuff Jesus never actually said anything about. And this is baffling to me because, I mean, the thing I like about Judaism is that it's difficult, right? Now, this sounds strange to people, but that's what I love about it. You know what I mean, Ed? Well, <clears throat> Judaism, uh, you're supposed to <coughs> you're supposed to challenge the texts. You're supposed to challenge the texts, think about them, uh, adapt them into modern contexts. You're supposed to question. Part of being a Jew, you are you are required to question because that leads you to to learning and to understanding and to deepening. The, but there are other religions where questioning means you're an apostate. I I actually learned today that um, Islam has a lot of similar exemptions and rules that judaism does you just don't hear about it as much well no because the only thing we hear about in the west about islam overall is uh bad things terrorist yeah which is unfortunate because there's a lot of cool stuff well like, there's a lot of cool folklore to somebody and... <clears throat> there are i believe i believe a billion muslims in the world yeah if one percent of one percent of those people were terrorists, there would be bombs going off everywhere every day. Well, the see, fact that... is, there is a it is a small, infinitesimal 
percentage of uh, Muslims who believe in that violent path. See, I personally think it's whenever you get religion plus state power, that's when you have the problems. Look at right? America. Look what is happening there. Well, I mean, look at Israel right now, right? It's it's a shanda. It's embarrassing, you know? And well, welcome to a proportional representation government. Well, I just think it's funny that the very same liberals that say, you know, Muslims shouldn't have to answer for Muslims who shouldn't answer for, you know, the acts of terrorists get on me about denouncing Israel. And that's frustrating to me because I don't like talking about it. You know, I don't like talking about it, but people push me on it or people just avoid talking about it. And they're they're posting stuff that, you know, when you mention to somebody like that's bordering on anti-Semitism, you may want to watch it. They get all offended. And they're the first ones say, I oppose anti-Semitism. I'm against it. But the minute you point out to them, they're doing something that actually is spreading something that originated in anti-Semitism, they freak out. They can't handle it. They want they want all the credit without doing the work. Can, and, I, can I put forward a question? Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it because we have to go to a break uh, shortly. But we're just the, dropping all the bombs this episode. The thing I don't understand, and because I'm not a I'm not a black Christian. The right. thing I don't understand is uh, the the loyalty and the dedication of the black community to to Christian church and to Christianity um, when that was not their initial religion. That was the religion of the slave masters, of their oppressors. Uh, do you the, actually the want do you actually want an answer to that? I mean, okay, obviously, I mean, okay, I grew up in a in a majority black neighborhood and black church is the bomb. One of the funniest episodes of Blackish was the black church versus white church episode. Uh, but I, I understand. I mean, that? black churches are very vibrant. Yeah, but... well, and, and I mean, there there are some people. I mean, all black people don't think alike. I can't believe we have to say this, but we do. It's 2023. Yeah, I'm just but... talking about black, like ardent black Christians. It's like this is the 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 faith of the people who snatched you from your homelands and enslaved you and used this well, religion to justify snatching you from your homelands and enslaving you. So technically how... it wasn't, you know, that, 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 that's a loaded statement. I don't know if we want to get into the history of how pretty much every culture in the world, every empire in the world, it has culpability in the transatlantic slave trade. Well, pretty much yeah, a lot everything. I mean, yeah, a, lot yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, a lot of the slavers were Arab and Turkish, right? So Yeah, well, it was known as the Arab slave trade. Anyway, I'm just wondering, I, all I want to say there, is... There are answers to that. And and it, I mean, at this point, you can, you could argue every religion is diminishing returns right now. That they are excluding people from society why would you do it? But if if you see how and and I mean, black churches are really, really good for this. They provide community at the worst times of people's lives. Oh. They are there to support, you know, they, they are they are there to offer comfort and community when the state and various other entities that should be there in ways that they aren't. The black church is there 
oh, I have uh, nothing but respect for the role that the black church plays uh, in, in their communities. Nothing but respect for what they provide, the yeah. solace they provide, the inspiration, the material support for people who are, you know, like Jesus kind of stuff. Um, it just always, I'm just always thinking, how, it, this was a religion that I think was grafted onto you. How, why are you so faithful? Well, it's just okay. a curious question. But, but also, okay, it was grafted on, but certain of the old traditions were grafted as well. So it's what's called a syncretic tradition. It's a blend. And it, you know, anything religious, there is an element of just emotional connection to it that can't be explained. It can't be logic. You know, people find their way. All right. You know, I, I can't. I can't be a part of any religion that says everybody else but us is going to hell. You know, Judaism doesn't have Judaism doesn't have that. We have the Noahide laws. So, you know, if you're a good person, doesn't matter if you're an atheist, doesn't matter what you are. Well, you're okay. For those you know? for those who didn't hear that clearly, Noahide laws refer yeah. to Noah. They are not Nagahide laws about artificial leather. And most people don't know what Nagahide is anymore. Oh, all right. Um, on that note, let's go to a break. You know, sort of a segue from religion um, to the discussion of this new public uh, government uh, discussion of alien life. Because there's a lot of people have... who believe that aliens are referenced in religious texts and so on. Um, it, it's interesting to me how uh, the U.S. government and other governments are holding hearings about alien life and UFOs, now UAPs. Um, it's After years of just dismissing it and ridiculing it, they've come forward with this stuff. But the... It's a distraction. It's got to be because the whistleblower, in quotes, in the States, who recently attracted attention, who was part of uh, the U.S. government, spy, whatever the hell... He came forward and made all these claims, but anytime they asked him for evidence, he said, I cannot give you evidence because that would violate state secrets. Um, you're coming forward as a whistleblower. That means violating state secrets, but he has zero evidence. And then yeah. there's this thing that uh, happened in Mexico City where they had a, the government had a, an inquiry or a, a, a thing, public thing into aliens, and there were these people from Peru who brought these alleged Peruvian alien mummies. And yeah. the, these mummies were examined in Peru. These alien mummies that are supposedly found in a, uh, in a, a network of mines in mm -hmm. Peru. They found that the, uh, these alien mummies were actually made of paper and glue like you might make in a nursery school. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Mexican government's trying to turn the page on a lot of bad news right now, too. I mean, I understand that it's a good distraction, for people and it, it it touches a sense of wonder and mystery that is that is often good for the human spirit to not think like this is all there is we know everything there is to know but it's just interesting that they've decided you know what's good to distract people now aliens let's talk about aliens whereas before we didn't talk about it and some people are like well, that's them trying to begin to get us ready for revealing that they have alien craft and there are aliens. And I'm like, 
I think they're just making a circus. Well, they are. They're they're trying to distract from from various things, you know, in, including you know El Chapo's wife getting out of jail. <laughs> but I didn't. Even, I didn't even hear. I didn't even hear exactly. About El Chapo's wife was released from a U.S. prison this week. Um, I don't even know the significance of that. Significance of that is okay. That's this is the issue, right? You know, there's there's a there's a bunch of stuff going on in Mexico now. I know because I talk to Mexican people, uh, but it's the same thing. I mean, the Ford government here tried to do a really ham ham handed attempt at a distraction with the whole Greenbelt scandal. They tried to do the whole trans pronouns in school thing and it it just backfired on them they so did not read the room but they tried they thought it was going to be a good distraction and they were wrong and it it was kind of a nice moment to go okay we're not totally over the edge yet in this province we're getting close but we're not quite there yet yeah yeah we're not uh, uh fooled by squirrel um or well, we in are, the Canadian but... context of playing hockey on the road, car, car, yeah, you know we're we are sometimes, you know, but there, there's, I think Canadians are a little better. I'm not saying much, but a little better than most regarding keeping an, you know, an eye on the ball, and they don't reward people that that engage in cultural wedge issues. I mean that. Some of Trudeau's biggest mistakes have been the cultural wedge issue points. And you notice he's cut them out more and more. Well, he, he's yeah. dropped all of that extreme left wing rhetoric. Um, this sort of brings us to another point that we were talking about before the show. Like people say, oh, mainstream media, mainstream news, uh, it, it, it lies. It doesn't actually lie. But what it does do is curate what they determine is important and not important. It, so it, it also it, it it it's also reductive. I mean, anything I see on like tech or video games, I'm like, this is so bad. I actually deleted some news apps uh, because they were terrible. Well, I'm pointing this time to the fact. Well, if you go back a little while ago, there when the uh, that uh, sub. Uh, uh, you know, blew up or imploded in right. the States. Tons of news about it. <clears throat> At the same time, hundreds of migrants drowned off the coast of Italy. Very little talked about. We focused on the four or five people wealthy enough to go in this sub. Um, and now there is a disaster that's uh, underway in Libya. Oh, yeah. Taking hundreds of lives. Tens of thousands. Oh, is it that many? Okay. See, it's I up don't to 11,300. That's the thing. People don't know how bad this flood is. No, but we get the airtime. They, they choose to spend their airtime talking about uh, uh, paper mache aliens instead of giving a, a focus on what's happening in Libya. Okay. Not not just that, though. OK, everybody was distracted by the Moroccan earthquake. Right. Everybody saw that. Oh, Morocco, Morocco. Right. The death toll in Morocco is 3000. Yeah, it's going to climb, but it's only at 3000. The death toll in Libya 
is it 11,300 people? And I talked to somebody who, you know, has a connection to there. They're expecting that to triple. So currently the death toll in Libya is about triple the death toll of the Moroccan earthquake. And Almost four that number times. is planning to tri- triple again once they account for all the people missing in Libya. Yeah, the the disaster in Libya is is like it unbelievable. It's so 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 deadly. But Morocco is a tourist destination, and Libya is not seen that way. Um. Yeah. Uh. Libya. It, I didn't want to go there, but this is akin to the fact that when a uh, white child, especially a white girl, uh, goes missing, there's tons of news focus on it. When a black girl, same age, goes missing, you don't really often hear about it. Well, I mean, the other thing is that Libya's had a civil war going on since 2011 that people don't normally know about. I think the news... And, and they, they base this on, on, I guess, research they take from people. News determines which people and countries we care about and which we don't care that much about. And that's how they choose to, to fill their reporting time. Well, it's also, let's face it, Western powers are partially to blame for the destabilization of Libya. So they want to pretend that Libya doesn't exist. Well, I don't know that they're partly to blame. I think they're almost substantially to blame. Well, um, I mean, Gaddafi was a dictator, right? You know, that that matters. But Yeah, but uh, colonization helped to create circumstances that allowed him to get into power. Now, I'm not one that, that that's, uh, wants to look back on colonization, and it was a terrible thing. It was a stage in our human development. It led to numerous problems all around the world. Um, it it is what it was. Um, I don't want to constantly harp on it because we have to deal with the problems as they exist today. Yeah, we we have to solve the problems, not place blame. I yeah. I agree. Uh, but, but yeah, people. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. People like placing blame. Placing blame feels good and powerful. Solving problems sucks. And people don't want to do it. And that that's why things aren't getting done. That's um, profound, uh, true, and a great place for us to go to a break. All right. I get the last word. What's interesting to me, Leanna, is we have a, uh, a listener, this uh, person, online handle Blazing Dragon. Blazing! Who is a, uh, uh, who's, you know, Enjoys the work we do and lets us Hold know. On. Hold on, I have I have to do something if we're talking about Blazin. Okay. All right. Wagwan Blazin. Okay. okay. Um, Blazin uh, was telling you. Blazin believed that this podcast we either edit things out <laughs> to get it tighter or it's scripted, and that's <laughs> hilarious to me because uh, no, <laughs> we, I mean I I think it's a compliment to the podcast from Blazin that they think that uh, this is this is tight and flows well. But the fact is, we come into this with topics that we come up with just before the, the show. We get to about 20% of them, and then we go off on things we never expected to talk about. And uh, scripted? Are you... 
Are you kidding? When would we have the time to do that? Okay, they didn't actually say they didn't actually say this is scripted. They they asked where the bloopers were. Right. And I said, what, what, you know, uh, huh? And, and, uh, so they asked, is it scripted? That's why you guys don't do outtakes and bloopers. I was like, no, <laughs> it's like, it, it's off the cuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Actually the outtakes and, and bloopers, you're listening to them. They're part um, of the podcast. We don't I, take I, these things out. I already regret about five things I've said this episode. Yeah, if I was to think about it, me too, probably, which is why I, I choose not to think about it. Speaking of being selective of, mm-hmm. on, on things you listen to, you should be listening to Leanna's show, It's Not Therapy, uh, on all podcast platforms, Sirius XM app, which uh, just any particular uh, stressor or emotional challenge or mental challenge, there's there's 62, I think, accounting episodes. You will find something there that will help you go, huh. I never thought of that. And we got to go, Leanna. So uh, do your thing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.